And we're back. Hello, listener, and welcome to Whatever the Weather. I'm your producer, Graham, and I'm joined as usual by James and by Dan. Uh, we're recording on the 15th of January. Last time we spoke, Arsenal were top of the league, having just beaten Brighton 2 0 at home. Guys, what happened? What happened over Christmas? What the fuck? What the actual. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? What happened? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, Parental advisory. So look, everything's all over. Um, the wheels have well and truly come off. We're going to be lucky to make top four. Um, Mikel is a complete <laughs> fraud. We're out of the FA Cup. Uh, We're not going to win anything ever again. Um, <laughs> Tottenham are magnificent. They got a 2-2 draw. Uh, a depleted Manchester United yesterday, and they're going to conquer everything before them, and we're just an absolute shower of shit. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds about I, right. I, 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 I joke. No, look, obviously, we um, <laughs> after we last spoke on the twenty third of December, our, our pre Christmas game, we we uh, got a credible one one draw at Liverpool at Anfield. Um, I thought a credible one one draw at Anfield. Um, our Boxing Day clash, which was moved to the twenty eighth, uh, we suffered home defeat two 0 to West Ham, having probably dominated the majority of that game. Following that, New Year's Eve, uh, we played Fulham and put in probably a, well, for all those calling for Unai Emery, that was a performance straight out of the Unai Emery late playbook in an absolutely mm. dire uh, 2-1 loss. And then last weekend, sadly, we uh, crashed out of the FA Cup, losing 2-0 at home to a much-changed Liverpool, wearing mm. our very Tottenham-esque home kit. <laughs> um, so yeah four defeats in a row it's got to be the well sorry three defeats in a row uh two goals in four games out of about a billion shots um 67 yeah, the wheels, no? the, 67 shots yeah the wheels <laughs> the wheels um have fallen off a bit and i guess that is what we're going to talk about i mean have the wheels fallen off dan what do you think no i mean the wheels are getting a bit squeaky i'll give you that much but <laughs> a bit I wobbly think... Yeah, yeah, but um, I think there's still time to get things back on track. Um, I think the, you know, the talk of our demise are greatly exaggerated. I feel. Um, <laughs> I, I, really I love that do. phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Actually, I'm, and as I've said, you know, many times. I'm not pessimistic when it comes to this team and you know, there are issues there. The wheels are, the wheels do seem to be quite wobbly, but um, yeah, I'm Have not going to. Have we gonna... plateaued? Maybe was, was last season just the stars aligned and we, that was our shot of glory. And, and this year it's all kind of, mm. you know, the shots yeah. that went in last year clearly aren't this year. I think XG wise or XG conversion wise, we're about mid table. Um, and generally, if you don't score many goals, you don't win many games. Our defence has been quite solid. But, mm. um, you know, I remember Mikel saying you've got to get roughly 80 to 100 goals to try and be competitive to win the league. And we're we're way off pace for that at the moment. Um, there's a myriad of stats out there about the form of Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, um, Leandro Trossard. Eddie you mean our, ent our entire, and basically for anybody our entire else, forward line? Yeah, anybody else <laughs> who wears an Arsenal shirt, who's employed yeah, by yeah. Arsenal Football Club, who cannot at the moment seem to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. So just looking at the games overall, I mean, performance-wise, apart from the Fulham game, I thought we showed a lot in those games, made loads of chances, had a lot of the ball, and I just feel the difference from last season isn't, you know... The way we're playing, I feel like we're still creating chances. Obviously, we are playing differently, but we are still making chances. I just feel like the players aren't executing the plan that is coming across. Now, that may be taking some flack off of Mikel for that, but because he has made mistakes, and you could argue his in-game management hasn't been great either. I, I take those points on board, of course. But yeah. there's only so much a manager can do. He can set up the players. He can implement a style of play and have tactics but he can't put the ball in the net for these guys. And I feel like we made enough chances in each of those games, possibly not Fulham, where we should be getting a point or absolutely winning those games. So I understand the cause of concern, you know, from, from fans. I understand everyone has PTSD from last season. And, you know, it's, 
well put. And I get it. And people, people are very quick to fucking, you know, oh, woe is me. The world's falling apart. Man City, you're going to win the league. The blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. We're only halfway through the season. A lot yeah. of people are making end of season judgments and we're only in January. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Would you would you not argue though that because Man City have been so relentless in the last I don't know five six years where they regularly rack up ninety plus points, um, that we know as fans that the margin for error Absolutely. is so small, and perhaps this is one of those seasons whereby you can see a little chink in the armor of City. They they didn't start the season. Yeah, so that was that gonna... well. Obviously, De Bruyne was injured. Everyone's been saying, "Well, what would they do if Haaland's injured?" Well, now he is injured. Um, and it feels like there's an opening there, yeah. and that we haven't grasped that and really taken full, yeah. full I mean, advantage of that, that. Though City had a bad run of form themselves, right? So the margin of error during a season, if you say this season, was greater because they slipped up. Now we've slipped up, so the margin of error is now cut right back down to, we'd say, a normal season, and so. Nothing's changed. Not nothing changes from what we need to do. We we all agree that I think though. Yeah, I mean, I, while I, I don't disagree with that, I think it's just like City obviously won at the weekend. They beat Newcastle three two in a bit of a, a topsy turvy game, and De Bruyne comes back, and you just think to yourself, shit, they're probably going to win thirteen games on a row now because they they that's just what City do, and they take it away from you, and. Look, we had an eight-point lead at one point last season. It wasn't enough then. I think a lot of people are hand-wringing and thinking, well, how are we going to come from behind to 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 overhaul them? I think that's probably where a lot of the concern comes from. And that bleeds through into, you know, over-analysis on the players and we're, we're analysing things to death. I mean, look, the Christmas period, let's not forget, last season there was no Christmas oh. games. You know, it was the World Cup. Um, the year before that, we, we've had... Or the, the two seasons before that, there'd been uh, COVID fixtures, so it's been a lot of interruption. So to play the amount of games in the short period of time, the intense games hasn't happened for a while, so a lot of players aren't as conditioned to that. I'm making really big excuses here. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is real worries me stuff. You know, poor, poor, poor players. But um, certainly, I do think that there's merit in saying that maybe against Fulham yeah, we were just I, shagged I, out. I you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we just shagged out. We're just a type. And everyone says about Saka looking looking absolutely shattered. But then on that point, uh, you know, interestingly, I suppose you mentioned about you know is that Mikel's fault? Could it be argued that Mikel hasn't utilised mm. the squad at its fullest by playing players like um, Reese Nelson more, Trossard yeah. more, Kai Havertz more, using the options? No one's saying that they should start every game, but maybe we've not relied on those guys enough the depth of the squad what, what do you think about um, that yeah I, I see there's there's value to that point absolutely i i kind of see it as a uh, maybe a bit of lack of trust um can these guys start premier league games can i trust that they're going to do a job and see at home and so, you're, so basically sorry to cut in there but are we saying that we potentially that mikhail doesn't think these guys are good enough because ultimately, I think, he gave he gave Reese Nelson and Eddie and Kate a new yeah. contract. You know, I, could I have think sold those players, which would have helped our FFP. And here we are. I think Saka is mm. tried, tested, and proven. And if he Saka plays. can play, yeah, Saka plays. It's as simple as that. He is our like he's been our talisman, and he plays. Salah plays every frigging yeah. game. He can. Saka has to be that guy for us. He has to step up. And this was the season where he's gonna, he was going to step up another level. He got, what, 15 goals mm. last season, was it? Um, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we, we need 15, 20 goals from him this season mm. if we're going to kick on. And unfortunately, he's mm. been off form. Um, I love Bukai Saka. But what do you do? Do you Against Fulham, I don't think he was tired. I just think he yeah. was poor. I think he had... I think he's been poor these past few mm. games and I don't put it down to tiredness because there's been um, breaks in games. And, and I just think, unfortunately, I mean, we've had a couple of players, well, a few players that have simply just 
not performed at the yeah. level they did last season. Actually, Dan, I really agree with you on the, the Saka point. Um, um, it does wind me up a bit when people sort of like, oh, he he plays too many games. Why does uh, why does Mikel start him every game? You're like, well, because he should be starting every game. You know, that's you know. I think what... I, I, my thing, my form of ire, I suppose, is that I think he while he can uh, start yeah. every game, he doesn't have to finish every game. You know, he could be you know, bring him off after sixty minutes. Just try something different. Keep keep the legs fresh. Keep the mind fresh. Keep the squad fresh. Um, you know, Reese Nelson hadn't started a league game for about three years, um, but we gave him a new four-year deal in the summer. You know, put him on a hundred grand a week. You know, it's hard I to honestly, sell like that. Um, I feel like it was to keep his value, to be honest. Yeah, possibly, but Eddie and Ke- you know Eddie and Ketia as well. We, you know, a player that we chose to keep and we don't use. Um, Again, I think it was I, to I, keep a value. You know, Gabriel Martinelli's form has dropped off an absolute cliff, and we're just playing him and playing him and playing him and playing him. I don't. There comes a point where are you helping the player by doing that? I don't know. Um, but there's you know, two schools. I mean, Mikel doesn't even Do you play I him. I, into I, I was form? getting frustrated in the West Ham game. We don't even swap them, like change them, change their wings during the game. Like you give Saka a run on the left for five ten minutes. He started on the left. You know he can do that. Just just do something a little bit different because what's happening, in, and I know it's an effect of our position with the left eight, and I'm, I'm sure we talk about the Granit Xhaka, Kai Havertz kind of thing, but Martin Odegaard is not as close to goal as he was last season, and he was our main goal scorer. He, I think, scored 16, 17 goals last season, and he's not near enough to the ball. I just think that our attack's just not working, and I'm not sure that Mikel's doing enough with the tools that he's got to I mean, reinvigorate or I mean... to kind of inject something into it sure i mean having said that um uh i remember sort of texting back and forth like the lineup um before the before the uh the the fa cup game against liverpool um where he did actually he did make some changes you know Mm. you know he's put put habits up front he's put he's put nelson on the uh on the left you know yeah, I, I thought it didn't invigorate us. I thought that I thought mm. that actually I thought let's be honest, Kai Havertz had a really good game apart from doing the important things for a striker, which is scoring goals. Yeah. He missed a really easy header at the back post and he had a powder puff shot, which he he just it just it looked like he had no confidence. Mm. Um but his, forward, that but his overall me. forward play, like in terms of holding the ball up, bringing others in, you know, I think the two or three games he has played up front, I think Man City at home in the league, Man City in the Community Shield game that we were all at. Um, and then the other the other night, I thought his overall game has been really, really good. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to see us, us try different things. You know, maybe our formula from last season has been found out a little bit. You know, I'd like to see us start Kai Havertz up front more or, or Leandro Trossard in the false nine. Um, I'd like to see us try Zinchenko as a left eight when he's fit and available. Um, yeah. And I know some of the decisions, some of the things that I'm talking about, these gambles, these risks, it's well and good me saying that you need the players to be fit and available to be able to do that. I don't mm-hmm. know. We've had a time where Tommy Asu and Zinchenko have been both been fit together at the same time to play yeah. Tommy Asu well, back and Zinchenko. Mikel's mentioned that. I just think he, this, like, I mean, I, I think we've underused Jorginho a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I felt like the, the midfield against Liverpool with Jorginho and Rice looked pretty good it would look balanced mm. um and i you know i think that's the best our midfielders looked in a, in a good few games so i was quite pleased with that especially in the first half but Mikel talked about that at the start of the season uh he was like i we want to be more unpredictable to play against and everyone talks about we've changed the way we've we've played this season we've become more uh pragmatic and you know more you know possession based and maybe not making as many chances um, I think Timber was a big part of us being unpredictable. Mm. Um, unfortunately, he got injured. That's just yeah. what happens. And we have been a bit... Or imagine what the season would be like if if yeah. that hadn't happened. We, yeah, I think... I Tom, almost feel like we wouldn't necessarily be having this conversation. Well, I, I don't know. But with Timber getting injured and Partey being injured long-term, which we all know is pro- was probably going to happen anyway. But... Um, I think in terms of being unpredictable, I think that's what Mikel wanted to do. I think injuries have dictated certain things and certain uh, certain way 
we've had to play. Um, but again, I'm not trying to negate the blame for Mikel. He has made mistakes. That's clear. Um, James rightly said his in-game management could be better. Um, maybe switching things up from time to time, maybe make earlier subs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's but, been a criticism of Mikel for a long time, though, hasn't it? But I also see like the not, fact is like, you know, if you've made, if you've made 20 chances in a game and it's 65 minutes in, you're making chances. Like if it's the only thing that's not working is it's not going in the back of the net. Now you're getting in those positions. You want to keep on getting in those positions. You might not need to change what's going on. It's just the players need to improve. It's, it's yeah. yeah. So what do we do? Do we just go out and sign a striker? Is that, is that the answer? Is it, we, we just, you know, what, what yeah. do we do? How do we kind of how do we kind of rectify this? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what is the answer? I've been on record saying that I didn't think that we needed a striker. Um, in the fact that I would like a plan B, a different type of striker, so we could play a different way of football if it wasn't working, like it's shown. I think Eddie and Jesus are a bit too similar. Um, but obviously, these past few games. I've had to kind of backtrack and say, do we need a striker? I think we do. Um, I still think that Jesus starts. I, I just maintain that we need a different type of profile of striker. Uh, I don't think that happens in January as much as everyone's crying out for it. Um, I don't think we do much, if any, business in January. Um, and I think we'll have to wait for the summer for any issues that we have to be yeah I, I make you right I I mean I I'd like to see I think the next piece of the jigsaw for this team is to go big on a striker um an awesome yeah. man or a Tony I think it I think it will be one of those two um and that in the summer and to me if we're signing a striker we're, we're signing him to be the main man and then that means and what that does is that you're replacing you're basically replacing Gabriel Jesus and then Gabriel Jesus replaces Eddie and Ketia. And it kind of, you, that's how you build a squad. You buy someone who just yeah forcing the level up rather than mm-hmm. buying a backup striker, because you know, uh, that, that very seldom works. So it's, it's hard to buy a player who's going to be a backup and, and do all the things you want them to do. Um, but then you'll then have a I have backup to say, I, for your wings as well, where yeah. Jesus can play I mean, I, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I that one of the things that I would like to see more often is I'd like to see Gabriel Jesus play from the right. Um, I'd like to I'd like to see him play from the right. Maybe take Bukayo Saka out of, out of the limelight for a while, or play Bukayo Saka off the left. Um, yeah, even play Bukayo Saka in the left eight. I don't know. I, I just think there's there's things that you've got to try. Um, I like. I tell you what. I like. I would like Saka, and I, I want. I'd want to see what Saka is like in that left eight, because I think he has attributes. That I can think be he could rude. do it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And he can drive with the ball and carry it forward. He's tenacious. Um, you know, I, I think you know people forget his early part of his Arsenal career. I mean, he's played over two hundred games for us, but his early part of his career, he was everywhere: right yeah. wing, left wing, left back, left midfield, right midfield. Centre midfield at times, centre forward, false nine. You know, he he's literally played everywhere. Um, a, a predominantly, obviously, wing back. Um, in his in his earlier part of his career, but look, he can definitely do it. But it's something we'd like. I'd like to see. As I said, I think I think with our forward line, we've got so much different versatility in there. It just frustrates me that we don't try and use it more often. It's like it, Martinelli, Jesus, Saka is our preferred front three, and I understand that they're probably the three best attacking options we have. But then when we're changing it up, it's like it's always Trossard for Martinelli, mm, or it's yeah. occasionally it's Nelson for Saka, but like with like five minutes to go, and then it's Enketia for Jesus. It's never like okay, let's play Jesus on the right, Enketia down the middle, Nelson on the left, or let's put you know, and and often Kai Havertz has pushed forward to so it's like we play it four up front, you know, so we can just aim the long ball at him. But like when Leandro Trossard got to us last season. And played in the false nine, it gave us a whole new dimension. Is it out of the realms of possibility that we could play Trossard as the false nine with Jesus left or right of him and another? Do you know what I mean? There's these, yeah. there's all these different options, these little things that I think we need to use to spruce up the attack. And I look at Liverpool, and I know um, obviously we've played them twice in that four game run, but I like I look at how they rotate their forward line, and it keeps it fresh. 
typically Salah plays off the right or, or occasionally down the middle, but like Nunes has played off the left down the middle. Mm. Jota has played all across the front line. You know, Diaz has played right and left. You know, they they do things to switch it up. It keeps the opposition on their toes. It keeps the players fresh. It gives you different points of the uh, different uh, points of the attack. And I just think that's something where I'd like to see Mikel use more because as much as our attack, you know, has has run aground a little bit and the goals have dried up, I don't think it's a case that I I personally don't believe that they were had an amazing fluke season last year. Everything they hit went in and this season they're just duds. You know, I I believe that those guys, they're young enough, they're good enough. They showed me enough quality that they're the real deal, but they've just, unfortunately, they've all lost form at the same time. And I think part of that is because the formation, we play the same way every Mm. game all the time. And as you said before, like if... uh, And teams have got wise to it. Yeah. And as you said before, like if you're making, uh, if you're, you know, trying to change your entire forward line as you're just doing it like for like, you know, yeah. and you're not switching it up. Then I mean, last season, you know, the, the we uh, know that the, the right hand pod last season of of Ben White, Erdegaard, and Saka, how how important that was for us. We did a lot of our building through that was where a lot of our goals came from. And yeah. teams have definitely stopped that. It's forced Odegaard to go deeper. We know that with the left eight when. Xhaka would crash the box. That would allow Martinelli the space. And, and Martinelli hasn't really had that. We haven't given Martinelli any overlap options. So he's basically stuck out wide hugging the touchline. You know, Martinelli, let's be honest. I mean, with Martinelli, one of the great things about him, he's as much as he is a winger, he's really, I think a lot of people would say he's a frustrated striker playing out wide. You know, he's a pace, he's a he's a pacey striker because what what like Sal- I think like Salah, I think Martinelli's of that mould where Martinelli wants to be coming those runs outside to in, getting in the box and getting shots off. I don't see Martinelli, he's not the winger in like a Saka mould who would get to the byline to make a cutback or get a cross in. You know, he's he's a he's a, an outside forward. And so often he's stuck on the outside. He can't get inside. He's not being overlapped or underlapped well enough. So that, that that brings problems with the left day. And, you know, I thought actually in the, the cup game, although it, was, it wasn't it was Marcel, it was Reese Nelson. Yeah. But when we played Jorginho and, and Rice as the midfield double pivot, it gave space that Marcinelli or uh, Reese Nelson, sorry, could drop into. I thought Reese Nelson was actually really lively off the left-hand side. Um, and I was a bit disappointed to see him taken off, actually. But it gives me hope that, that those little tweaks can get something out of us because I think that's what we yeah. need to do to yeah. reinvigorate things. I don't it's... I don't I agree with you, Dan. Yeah. I don't I don't think we're gonna do anything in January. Yeah, I I don't know. If I may, how um how do you guys feel about us going out of the cup? Um I'd rather we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd rather we didn't, you know. Um and I was in relation to that, like the number of games we're playing against you know, against Liverpool, we've got another one coming up as well. Um, That's would a you, huge case. Would you have preferred um, to lose the league game against Liverpool but win the cup one? I think when you support a big club like Arsenal, you want to win every single game. Oh no, of course, of course. And but... would, and and as an, an as an Arsenal fan, and Arsenal have got such huge tradition in the FA Cup, we've won it more times than anybody else. 14 times record holders, it's brought us some amazing memories and moments. And, you know, it's it's so intertwined in the fabric of the history of our club that, you know, I would never disregard the FA Cup. What I will say is that I think we've got an opportunity this season potentially to do something in the Champions League. I've always said that, and I still believe that over two legs, we give anyone a, anyone a game, um, despite our form. Um, the league, who knows? I think there's twists and turns to come. For sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's difficult because emo- the, the, as I said, the, the, there's an emotional attachment with the FA Cup. I thought the performance, ultimately, if we lose a game and we play really well and we've given a good account of ourselves and we lose, I can kind of take that. It's when we don't turn up and just put in a shit show. That, what, that's what grates at me. I, I really didn't like the West Ham performance. I know people say about had having so many touches in the box and this and that. I thought we just tippy tapped it around, horseshoed it around the box. Um, I thought West Ham were quite comfortable in their low block and we just run out of ideas and just were just gassing 
and I just, I just, I didn't like the performance at all. It lacked zip. It wasn't fast enough. It wasn't strong enough. There wasn't enough physicality. They were just didn't get enough to get the crowd going. Um, and then the Fulham game was even worse. But they bounced back against Liverpool, and I, I can take that. So yeah, we were out of the cup. We're out of the cup. But I, the performance to me was was good. It gives me encouragement for the for the, the forthcoming games that after this kind of winter yeah. break and the 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 um. Oh, they're away in Dubai. The warm weather training. The warm they, weather they come training. Back, come back strong. And uh, and Mikel getting fed uh, beef by Salt Bay. I mean, I'm I'm sure you've both seen that. <laughs> Did make Not me laugh. Not his finest hour. Not his finest hour. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know that. I know that the man likes cooking meat. It didn't really surprise me. And actually, it might. It might have. I didn't know who Salt Bay was until I saw that video. The guy <laughs> that gate. The guy that gate crashed the World Cup final. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't know about that. But uh, yeah, no. I hope. I hope they come back well from Dubai. I mean, what is it? Palace. Palace at home. I'm. I'm pleased that we're coming. We're starting up again with a home game. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah oh like as i mentioned earlier the margin for error now is depleted we can't fuck up anymore yeah this is it the season starts now yeah this is palace back come back three points good performance forest away is never easy it's never easy for us anyway i think the last couple of times we've been there we've we lost also um, also nighttime game yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it, as I said, the season starts now, man. There's there's no room for error now. We can't fuck up. Um, we're gonna need the players on form and and battling through till the end of the season and see where we are. Um, am I still confident of us competing for the league? I mean, I definitely am. I, think, I definitely am. I think there's enough yeah. about us to to be there or thereabouts by the end of the season. Mm. Um, wow! But it's it's to the point now where I start looking at um, like properly looking at the, the the fixtures of the teams around us. I think it's just you know me, um, me trying to be positive. Yeah. Really, I'll, I'll be honest. I think the league as well. Gone. Huh? I think the league's gone. Well, you would. Uh I don't yeah, think it's. I, I, I don't. Think I don't think gone. it's gone. I, I think. think I think. I just think that it's. It requires too much of a turnaround for us to. To. I think if it was, if we were chasing down one team, maybe I could see there was. I could potentially yeah, see it. Okay, I, okay. I think chasing down yeah. two, I will be so pissed off if Liverpool win the league. So pissed off because we're every bit as good as them, um, and that will be a huge fuck up. And we really will have missed a golden opportunity if 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 they come through and win it. And I know. You can't look at things like that. You've, but I do look at things like that. I think our squad building in the summer, in hindsight, I think we. And this is where a lot of the hand meaning comes from. I know we we mentioned earlier on about the the benchmark that City have set with the ninety plus points and all that. But mm. I feel like we knew when we came out of last season the things that we really needed. A lot of fans, if you spoke to them, would have said we need a real out and out poaching goal scorer, which people always seem to say is the problem. And when we had Thierry Henry and Dennis Burke came up front, people would say we need the fox in the box. You know, and we go and buy Francis Jeffers who barely plays and then we win the double one. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's not always the answer, but people want to see a goal scorer um, depth in the back line. I think you look at the money that was spent over the last 18 months, obviously, Jacob Kiwior, um, Fabio Vieira, um, Yuri and Timber obviously has been injured, but those guys, have, mm. they've contributed next to nothing to the squad. Um, Leandro Trossard started really well, has faded. Um, Kai Havertz, the jury is massively out. I think let's be uh, find a player from Chelsea. He's always going to be up against it. Do we um, get into, are we going to get into the Havertz conversation? Are we going to say, is there 60 million down the drain? I don't know. I think it's too mm. early. I still think it's too early to say. I think it's too early to say too, but, but there's a conversation it, to be I don't, had I don't think, it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't have a go at any fan that would say that he is a dud because let's be honest, he's, this is his, what, third, fourth season in the Premier League. You know, he should be, he was bought ready-made. This is it. This is the guy. 65 yeah. million, Bosch. 
yeah. the, the guy that's going to take us to the next level. It hasn't happened. We've committed to spending money on David Raya. We've we've created an issue that wasn't necessarily an issue. I think you know we talked about. I know there was a big thing about marginal gains and yeah, coming for crosses and bits and pieces like that. And you know there are some people like that. But if you have to squint to see it, yeah, then what's the point? Really I mean, it's worth like, it. Yeah, it's upset yeah, a lot yeah. of equilibrium in the squad. A lot of feeling between the fans and the players. Ramsdale mm. was a huge fan favorite, and I know we don't necessarily yeah. want to go down that rabbit hole again but it is a thing just think all well, those it's it's, it's a, added up together you know. just make me think that we i don't see this as a league winning team but i do mm. i do think we could do something in the champions league and i do think and i think do you know what ultimately if we can compete for the, if we look let me go on record as saying if we can finish top three this season and go deep in the Champions League. That is a good season. It is progress. It is mm. doing what, and I cannot believe I'm going to say this, we are starting to implement football heritage. Heritage? You know, yeah, we're, we're starting to be the team that gets back to dining at the top table again. You know, for, for too many years, we've been bumming around in fifth, eighth, you know, fourth, you know, dragging on here and there. You know, to be keep knocking on the door, pushing, pushing, pushing at the top end of the table is where we want to be. Yeah. Um, this squad still needs some tweaking. I think that's quite clear. But yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of fans, I think I speak for a lot of fans when I say that I feel like we, we made some errors in the transfer market and we're just yeah. not quite where we need to be. And it's well, coming to fruition with our, our performances yeah. and results. In terms of the transfer market, um, you know, we've talked about like who we'd like to come in, although we could expand on that as well. well we haven't really. I mean, who, who, should, like who should I mean, I, who could, should I could go... tell you. But who should go out? I think that's also, yeah. I think that's also a big question. We've seen what's happening. Player sales, with, um... player sales is is we could we could talk about player sales and we say this sell this person, sell that person, and you get very football manager-y because ultimately a player's only worth what someone's prepared to pay. Because oh yeah, of in course. the summer, yeah, let's yeah. be honest, let's have it right. Everyone was saying we're going to get thirty million for Kieran Tierney, mm. and we're going to get this for that player and that for this player, and it just doesn't work like that. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know what to say there. Um, but what I do know is that it's not great squad building to basically have 60 million plus money invested in one position yeah. in two goalkeepers when there's still other gaps in the team. I think we could definitely do with another midfielder. We were linked with Andre Anana. Um, Andre Anana? How do we know? I don't know. One of the Ananas. Uh, Anana, what's his name? Um we were linked with we were linked with one of the Ananas in midfield. Um, I think there's probably we, we probably need we potentially need a centre back. You know, Kiwior Kiwior hasn't looked great at left back. To be fair, he's a left sided centre back. We haven't really seen him there. Okay, um, if if I can stop you though, you mentioned um, you mentioned Kieran Tierney. Would you bring him back? And actually, Dan, would you bring him back? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I'm not a fan, Ben White excluded, of centre backs playing fullback. I just don't like it, um, especially, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't like centre backs playing. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I, I, I don't like it. Kivier at left back sucks. You see it at Chelsea. Colwell at left back. It sucks. It just sucks. Um, I want to see a left back at left back. That's just me. Um, I didn't. But I was. I was sort of more going. Would you bring him back for the remainder of the season? Yeah. No. I don't know if we're obliged to sell him to. Well, no. That's Real exactly Sociedad. my point. Is that um, I would prefer to have Tierney back and at left back. Yeah. Um But he that's can't play not going to happen. League, that's huh? He wouldn't be able to play in the Champions League if he comes back. Oh, cup tie. That's fine. I think Zinchenko suits. I wouldn't mm-hmm. bring him back for what it's worth. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring him. You back. wouldn't. No. Stylistically, we've been down that route with him. Unfortunately, he doesn't fit where this team has progressed to. Mm. Um, that I really rate him as a fullback. Um, there's a question mark that he's as injury prone as our other two that we've got in reserve. In in my 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 point was more. You know, all, we seem to be we seem to have a lot of injury prone fullbacks. Ben White mm. excluded. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think we need to. Don't jinx that, back. Um, <laughs> no, well, my, apparently my... he's been playing with injury for a while, but you know, yeah. he's just made. My point was more handle, that but... should we bring Tierney back because we have so many injury problems in defence, not should we bring him back, you know. We well, wouldn't if he's be an employee have, of Arsenal wouldn't... Football Club, well, I suppose, we be having this I suppose dis- that does make sense, yes. We wouldn't be having this discussion sure if we didn't have the issues in defence. He won't He won't be so... coming back. Let's have that yeah. right. But I don't think it works that way. And, and Timber has now touched grass. I've seen him. He's been training in Dubai. He's kicking mm-hmm. a football. Oh, so wow. That's good. This is good news. They've been, give, they've been uh, giving him the stem cell treatment. Not expecting uh... to see him back until probably <laughs> the end of February. Yeah, but, um, I know James famously said that we won't see Timber this season. Shows how yeah, much I don't, he I, I, I don't. I don't think. I think if he, I'll be staggered if he if he does play. Apparently, but... March is what I've. <laughs> yeah, apparently March is when he's meant to be coming back. The thing um, is, you always expect players like that to have like a little setback or something along the lines. But look, if he proves me wrong and he comes back, you know, I'm not going to be complaining. Um, no, I, I I don't think we bring back. Yeah, he's going to come back just to spite you, just because you said it. He's going to be like, "Fuck that, James." <laughs> I think that kind of moves on to the 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 party thing as well, because I think party is meant to be. Drew he's back. the one. He's the one. I mean, that I'm that we've really missed more than anybody else, more than anybody else. Could not to be agree, honest. Could not agree more. I could not. Could you like we've not seen him and Rice together like properly, you know, and I. Yeah, I want to see that. I really do. Yeah, I I don't know because if you remember, Partey started at right back this season. So that um, was when Gabriel yes. Magalhaes was flirting with was, the Saudis. That, I think that was Mikel, <laughs> Mikel trying to be. Show me the money. Mikel Show me the meat. A bit. I want the meat and I want it finely cut and I want it on a, on a knife and I want you to feed it into my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully, if Partey comes back, he goes into that midfield, and that balance of what we said—well, what I said with Jorginho and Rice, um, which looked decent—I um, think Partey is a step up from Jorginho, and I feel like that midfield. I think that's the midfield we all want, right? Is Rice, yeah. Partey, and Odegaard? Odegaard. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. The dream. That's <laughs> it. I mean, whether that comes to fruition, because Partey. Uh, well, yeah. he's not gone to Afcon, has he? No, no. So he's, you know, so at the moment he's not going. You know, he's only an Arsenal player. <laughs> well, apparently the, so... the plan was for him to go to Afcon, get mm. minutes, and then come back having had game time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't. Well, they did the same. Well, they did the same thing with. They did the same thing with the with Jesus, didn't they? When they, you know, let him go and join the Brazil squad, and he, you know, got some got some game time so um yeah we'll just have to see how it goes but um in terms of james thinking the league's gone um no i i i see his why don't you think the league why I, don't I you see... think the league's gone tell me why not tell me why are we going to come there are too many permutations i said i see his points and they are valid However, he's wrong. So no I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no. So um, what are the permutations, Graham? You come and you, you come and you come and. Well, um, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, okay, so Liverpool. We're, you know, when you say we're basically up against two, uh, two other teams, right? We're up against Liverpool. Yeah, I'm. I'm and, discounting. I'm discounting Aston Villa you know, and Tottenham. Well, you know, Manchester know. United. Who? Oh, that lot. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just listen. Maybe it's just like blind faith, but I won't give up on it. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, Arsenal can't win it because we we can. No, no, no. I, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not the... saying we can't win it. I just don't mm. think we will. I don't think we. I don't think we're playing well enough. I don't think mm. our squad is being utilized to its best potential. Yeah. Um, which sounds like a massive criticism of Mikel Arteta. It's not. Mm. I think Mikel has done a massive Okay, if I, if I may, if I may, there's been this, this discussion always about Manchester City, right? Manchester City, you lose a couple of players. De Bruyne was, De Bruyne was the one, right? Um, 
and De Bruyne has come back and all of a sudden everyone's gushing about, you know, how how they're going to win the league because this guy's amazing. Of course he's a great footballer. No one is arguing he isn't. But I think we should also sort of see it from Arsenal fans' perspective of, well, okay, we've not had a... I mean, okay, we're not, you know, we're fourth, right? So we're not doing terribly. <laughs> um but it's more like okay, we still we, we we like Manchester City. We have players coming back from injury. We've been we've we've been poor. We've been poor recently because we've had, um, and as Dan alluded to before, like we've had like um, a succession of of injuries, and to the point where like you, there are players that you want to be together, and you know that those players will make the uh, make those connections, but they've just it's just not happened because of injury. So, you know, when I say a when Partey comes back, I think we're going to be a different, we're going to be a different team. I think that's the same as saying, oh, when, you know, when Man City get De Bruyne back, they're going to be a different team. Yeah. And, and I, I totally hear that point. And I think, I know where you're coming, I know where you're coming from with that. I think, I think the thing I was going to just say and kind of like, just get into it would be that Man City have been there, seen it and done it. You know, we've. When I said earlier on about them winning thirteen games in a row, look, effectively anyone could win thirteen games in a row, right? Like in theory, it. You know, it. There's always a possibility of it, but the fact is that they've gone and done it, haven't they? They've they have gone and done that again and again and again, and it's they're proven, they're tried and tested. We know how good they are. It's not in doubt. Whereas everybody else is a little bit the unknown. That's why Liverpool probably are getting the the kind of. Um, I don't know, the respect or the kind of the plaudits because they've done it before. They've won a league title in recent memory. They've shown that they can post incredible points totals. They've, they, you know, they had a, when they won the cup double two years ago, there was a point where it looked like they could potentially win a quadruple. You know, they've, they have challenged on multiple fronts consistently for a long period of time. We haven't. We've had a year where we came fifth when we should have really come fourth. We've had a year when we've come second, where arguably we should have come first, you know, and now here where we are, there's going to be doubts. You know, we're going to get labelled bottle jobs and chokers and this and that and everything else. The, 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 do you know what? The probable, the probable truth of all of it is, is that you'll look back in five years time and say, actually, this team was in the middle of its, of its, re we're still in the rebuild phase. Yeah. We're still on, yeah. we're still part of the five-year project or whatever it is, you know, we're still <laughs> the work in progress and actually season... Chairman Arteta and his yeah, five-year and, and it was probably going to be something that season 23, 24 was mm. still a fundamental building block to get us to where we need to get to. Like this team is still yeah. young enough to keep going. Like even if, even if we finished fifth this season, it doesn't mean you just blow up the whole team and start again. I don't think we will, by the way. There's enough in this team that you just... You well, you've already said that we're not going to win the league, so and you've just said we're going to finish fifth, so... No, I said if we finish fifth. I don't think we will. I I, I think we'll finish third, probably, but... um, Or second, I don't know. I don't know. I can't see Chris. I, just, I don't think we'll end up winning it. I think we'll be there and thereabouts, and that's what I want at the end of the day. I want Arsenal to be challenging at the right end. And you know what? It brings me comfort if we can challenge with our attack is not fully firing and there's still pieces of the jigsaw that we can add and we can still improve this team and get better and grow and players can still get better and grow then I think in the long run we're better for it and I don't that's why I don't have any huge question marks over Mikel I think there's I think he could utilize the squad better I said that multiple times on this podcast and I think um if it does appear that we we can't win the league and we're out of that title race in the next couple of games, we drop points in our next block of three games, maybe. And it does seem like it's a little bit away from us. I'd like to see us start trying things and start in some ways prepping for next season. And that sounds very, very um, arrogant or kind of presumptuous to say that. But I think, you, I think why not? Why not start trying to tinker with things and do different things um, and try and find a different way or a different, you know, I'm not talking about reinventing the wheel, but maybe add some alloys or something. I don't know, you know, kind of like polish it up a little bit. Why not? Let's try something a little bit different. And that's not throwing this season away. I think there's still a lot to be gained out of this season. I think, as I said before, automatic Champions League qualification, two years on the bounce is a big thing for this group. We haven't had that for a long time. 
going deep in the Champions League would be a brilliant thing for this team as well. Um, and then, yeah, and then and, and really getting ourselves in a position where we, where I said we build on our football heritage. But as I say, all that, all is not lost. We could, if we if we win our next three games, we are absolutely right in it. Yeah. Um, sorry to change the subject, um, but do you see us doing any uh, transfer business in this um, during this window? Because I'm. Nope. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because. You know, in previous transfer windows, we were sort of linked to some people, um, but it's uh, well January specifically. Um, but I don't, I've not heard of anything. That's sort of why I said, like, who's leaving? Because I don't know who's coming in. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I don't see us doing any business in Jam. You mentioned it earlier. Um, everyone wanting this striker, this hundred million pound striker. Sorry, it's not gonna happen. Grow up. We are not spending a hundred <laughs> we're not spending a hundred million pounds on Ivan Tony. I don't think we can. No, I think, we can't. I think I think I think there's I think there's well because people were talking about earlier on uh, I saw some bits on on Twitter um where people were talking about oh should we have kept following Balogun? But ultimately selling him is what allowed us to go and spend the money we did on Declan Rice and Kai Havertz. Now Okay, yeah, Declan Rice was great, and maybe Kai Havertz not so. But that was the choice that we made to stay within the 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 FFP the FFP rules. rules yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sadly, we're we'll probably we're probably going to end up selling Reese Nelson and Eddie Nketiah and Emil Smith Rowe in the summer. Which some people will be cold hearted and say, Do "You know what? If it improves the team, you got to do it." Other people will have a bit more sentiment and say, you know what, it's a shame there's talent there. They never really got all the chances. And I think the, the player that they'll say that never really got all the chances, they'll probably say Emil Smith-Rowe post-injury. Post-injury, he never really got the run of games that he perhaps deserved. But you know what, there's there's time between now and the summer. But I think, yeah, I, I think Reese and, and Eddie, I, I, I would be surprised if they're still Arsenal players. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Um, Palace, our next opponent, uh, opponent. Um, apparently, they really, apparently they're very interested in Eddie. And I think, do you know what? They're so, both which would really actually good, kind of make really sense. Good players, and I'd rather yeah. them be in the squad. But you know, we've sold players, homegrown players before. You know, um, no one really regret. The only regret people have about Ainsley Maitland-Niles is that we didn't sell him sooner. Um, yeah. No one really regrets selling. Alex Iwobi, no one really regrets selling Joe Willock. I was actually going to say Joe you know, Willock as well. So like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just got to cut the cord a little bit. Um, it's a shame because we've seen we've we've seen glimpses with Emil Smith Rowe particularly, and I think he can. And th- and that's the that's one of the frustrations over the last four games is that his lack of game time. And that's right when I when I spoke about like the squad not using a player like that when when we lack creativity and we lack that little spark to get a goal a player who's had a pretty good goal record for us and is that creative off-the-cuff player. Sometimes I feel like with Arsenal and Man City as well, sometimes it's too mechanical. Like we're, we're going that we use the patterns of play so much. There's not a lot of individualism and off-the-cuff, you know. I know it's labelled at City and Jack Grealish that they don't get the best out of him because it's not, they don't have that maverick player. And I wonder if that's something, there's something in that with us and Smith Rowe that Mikel doesn't trust him? Um, so, I think, <laughs> going back to James's thing about will we win the league? No. Um, will we win the league? Possibly not. But why I think we can is because we've got Super Mick Arteta and you know, know exactly what we exactly need. Exactly what we need. I yeah. feel like the break will do us a world of good. I think we'll come back recharged, re-energized, yeah. ready to go. I think I think the Raya and Ramsdale thing is more of a problem among fans than the squad. I think it's been blown massively out of proportion by all the Ramsdale fans. Oh, we love Ramsdale. He should be playing. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we do love him. We yes. do love him. Bollocks, he is a good goalkeeper. He is a fan's favourite. I respect all of that. 
However, I am. Was Raya enough of an upgrade? Huh? I was, Is Raya I was, I was, enough of an upgrade? I was about okay, to well, ask. As I said earlier on, if you have to squint to see it, is it fine, enough? Fine. Yeah, yeah, but was, yeah. Okay, was it a downgrade? Well, no, it was just the same. Well, yeah, exactly. That was going to be my point. So the problem, the main problem is the money then, yeah? No. I think it's just buying a player or bringing in, no, yeah, bringing in, a, bringing in, bringing in a player that I don't think we in a position that I didn't think we really needed to do anything with. Okay, but how would yeah, I that, would use an analogy. How would that it's affect a bit the... like It's a bit like having a leaky roof in your bedroom and instead of fixing your leaky roof, going out and buying another car. Right. That's what it's like doing. Okay, but <laughs> did you you've buy got a car? Better... You've, got, you've got a car, you've got a four-year-old car and you've gone and bought a three-year-old car. You know, it's not huge amounts better, but it, it boosts your ego a little bit. My so, point yeah, is... a little bit more economical. Is I don't that... have to pay you, Les... But People you know are asked her because Ramsdale is a fan favorite, and it's like, oh, Ramsdale, he loves the fans, and we love him. Why isn't he starting? Blah 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 blah. It's no fucking difference. It's no reason why. It's got nothing to do with our lack of form. So to use that is nonsense. I think the thing is that, but when you look at them as players, Aaron Ramsdale, okay, yeah, he may not have been as good with his feet, but there were games where he saved us points last season. Like, unequivocally, he saved us points. I haven't seen David Raya do that. I haven't seen him made many worldy saves. Now, maybe he hasn't had to, and maybe one of the reasons he hasn't had to is because he's better at playing the ball up his feet, keeps him in possession, blah, 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 blah. I get all that. But I have seen David Raya duck under a ball at Newcastle. You know, the ball was out, or was it in? I've let's, seen not talk about, let's not talk you know, I've about seen mistakes. David Raya make I've, a, seen yeah, I've seen Ryan make a few mistakes. Hunt, and even Ramsdale has as well. Of course, goalkeepers do that. But it's not like what I'm saying is bringing in David Raya wasn't like we brought in Allison. Like, it's not like there's levels. Like, you, no, no, that's I, what we needed. You had this conversation with me in the summer where you said we're at the point where we need to get our Van Dyke and Allison sign ins. We bought Kai Havertz and Declan Rice. Have they been our Allison and Van Dyke? Not yet. Can they be? Yeah, they can be. Um, will they be? Well, I think Rice, obviously, I think he's proven his worth so far, even though I don't think he's been great these past few games either. I think he's his form's dropped off a little bit, especially in that West Ham game as well. I thought he was terrible. Um, maybe it was Probably the occasion. Too hard, maybe. Yeah. Or whatever it was. But... You know, we say Rice never has, you know, he always has a seven or an eight out of 10 every game. I don't think that's been the case these past few games. Um, I don't think he was that, but I didn't, I've got to be honest, I was in the ground um, against West Ham and I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he, he probably tried to force it too much. And, and that comes back to the substitutions where I think I would have liked to have seen Jorginho come on um, but, or play in that game. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, but everyone everyone knows that. what they're doing when they're in the sidelines. Don't My original point is that you brought up the Raya Ramsdale thing. I don't think that's anything to do with our current form or anything to that like, or why we won't win the league. I I don't I don't see that. You know, it just I feel seemed... like I feel like anything Raya does is even more scrutinized because of the way he came into the club mm. and because of the fans love for Ramsdale, like Ramsdale could literally kick it into his own net and we'd go, Oh, unlucky Aaron, you'll get him next time. Whereas if, if Raya misplaces a pass, it's like, Oh, he's fucking shit. What did we get yeah. him for? Blah, 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 blah. It, it like, yeah, I'm not saying Ray has come in and has been outstanding. And as you said, an Allison or anything like that. In fact, this was caused half the problem is that he hasn't been, you know, that upgrade that I think Mikel would, would yeah, have been yeah, after. Yeah. I, I take that point. I don't think it's a big enough reason or point. I think it's more of a problem with fans than it is within the squad. And oh, no, no, I don't think I'm, I'm yeah, so, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm sure it's yeah. not an issue. You know, it is an issue for fans, but you know, fans are, part of the club too yeah well, um but you yeah, know but what it's you've funny... met some arsenal fans they're fucking horrible so that's Hello. very true yeah that's very true no i mean I'm talking, about, I'm talking about you too by the way um yeah no, i know um, <laughs> no, I, look in all honesty like, 
maybe I am hopelessly optimistic or something like that, but I've seen enough this season that we do have the quality and we do have the right man in charge. And I think we are absolutely capable of winning this league. I'm not saying we will, but Mm. as James said, I completely agree that maybe this isn't the finished article. I think the level of expectation based on last season um, has brought fans to a, we need to win the league this season and perhaps we're not quite there yet. So who knows? (laughs) I do make him right that this could be, we'll look back and go still need a couple of things and we'll be there. I I don't like saying that James is right about things because you know, it's not he's, true. Because he's, yeah, he's so often Yeah, wrong, so um, but I'm going to give him that because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, in the summer, there is business to be done. We're going to need to do that. We're going to have to get rid of players. And that is going to mean bye-bye. I mean, bye, let's be fair. There's, bye-bye, Reese Nelson. Look, it's going to mean bye-bye, Eddie and Ketia. It's probably going to mean bye-bye, Aaron Ramsdale. I know that's going to break loads of hearts. And I feel for you all, I am really sorry. <laughs> um, but that's going to be the case because he's got good value. If we can get 50 million for Aaron Ramsdale, we'll have to pay that. Who's going to pay that for a backup goalkeeper, though? That's the thing. This is the thing. And this is where it comes down to, like, the squad management and stuff. Who is going to pay for our backup players? We went through through all this with Kieran Tierney. If we can get. When you know you've got a player. You can buy Kieran Tierney. We don't want him anymore. You can buy him. You can buy him. Only 30 million in Newcastle. They're like, "Mm, yeah, we're going to pass on that. So we loan him to Raul Sociedad. No, no. I I I make it. I said, if we can get. If we get. Even if we get 40 million. It, we're not going to lose money on him. Let's have it right. We're not going to lose money on him. I don't know. By your ration, by your rationale, man, uh, Dan, we could also sell Raya. No, because he's not our player <laughs> yet. He's not, well, I know. Oh, I thought we were, aren't we obliged to to buy no, him no, now? We are obliged to buy him. Well, not yeah. Okay, so right. So if, if we, right, we buy think... Raya, the thing, we buy Raya. Yeah, we can sell him. I'm fine with that too. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Generally, <laughs> I'm, like, dude, I'm not like. Oh my god! Like I couldn't give a fuck, <laughs> honestly. Ramsdale or Raya, I'm I'm happy with either. They're both good goalkeepers. I don't think it's that big a fucking issue, to be honest. So yeah, I didn't you know think it was when I heard they were going to rotate them. I only think it's an issue because they don't rotate. Yeah, but yeah, if, if, if they rotated it, bye bye David Raya. I wouldn't have had a problem. Enough. I I look. I bye bye Aaron Ramsdale. We, we, we've got onto this. We've got onto this talking about the summer and further down the line and the project and all this sort of stuff. What do we need to do now then? If we're not going to make any signings in January, what do we need to do now? How can we save our season? What do we need to do? Bring back Charlie Patino. He may have a future. Marmid on any sure. Ring though. ring back Charlie Patino from Swansea. He's doing all right there. So jump. I honestly don't feel we need to be doing too much more <laughs> than what we have been doing this season. I really don't think that. Literally three weeks ago, we were top of the league by Christmas. And fucking, top of the league, boy. Yeah, top of the league. Just fucking the smashed league. the Champions League group. Everything was rosy. Two weeks later, everyone's fucking jumping off the cliff saying, Oh, it's fucking... doom and gloom. It's ridiculous, doom doom. right? Oh. There's not too much that needs to change. You know, we need we've to got sort our, look, look, no lads, we've got to sort the attack out. The attack we, we are massively, massively struggling to score goals. What do we need to do to unlock it? I personally think that Mikel needs to shuffle the pack a little bit more. I think Reese Nelson I to bit look, he may well be leaving in the summer, but look, he's six months left, he's got as an Arsenal player. I want to see him try and go out in a blaze of glory. To me, I've seen enough in the cameos that he's had. I want to see Emil Smith Rowe getting some minutes. I wanna see us rolling the dice a bit take the handbrake off i agree i i i would like us to go possibly a bit more to what got us to the dance last season and as you say take the handbrake the first off half a bit. against liverpool yeah definitely yeah i think that showed what we were about um the, the thing that bothers me the most about habits because i don't think he's been as bad as people were going to make out he's been but is his lack of conviction in everything he does. It's like he doesn't believe what he's doing. Every shot he doesn't think is going to... Like, do you know, he doesn't take a shot thinking it's going to go in. He takes a the shot oomph. hoping it will go in. The 
It's just there's well, that in it, lack boy. of conviction. And I don't know if that's his personality, that the player is. He looks that type of player and it pisses me off because he you can tell there's quality there. It's just, I don't know. We spent sixty five we spent sixty five million pounds. Question. Gone. Sorry. Sorry. What? <laughs> Sorry, this thought we made sixty five million makes me choke. Um <laughs> no, in, in, no, seriously. We've we spent sixty five million on Kai Havertz. Can I just ask you this both this question? If in this second half of the season, the first half of the season is replicated in terms of Kai's output performance, some good, some not so good, some okay. Yeah. Average goal return. Would you sell him in the summer? Yes. Because it's sort of like he sort of comes across as like not exactly Willian, but yeah. What you know? Okay, it's what... getting you know. I'm just sort of a bit. Like, would you? Would you? Would you be prepared to cut losses if you mm. had? I mean, if it was a. I mean, look, we're we're looking at a sample size is half a season, and there's a lot of football to be played. But if it was the same again, would you be prepared to say, do you know what, cut the cord? I would. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. You know, I would. Record. I would. Um, I don't know. Because it, it's all... It's all. It's, it's one, what did you expect from him at the start of the season, knowing his form on the Premier League? Forget like, forget about 65 million, right? Get that figure out your head. Do you know what Kai I have really as a player? You've watched him in the Premier League for two seasons or three seasons, however. What did you expect from him? And we say the same output as the first half of the season average goal output blah 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 but what goals are they are they a fucking goal in the semi-final of the champions league that gets us through to the final yeah okay you know if we end up with a champions league win or a bloody or a premier league title and he's only got eight goals this season nine goals this season is anyone really going to give a shit yeah that's true i don't know i just i think that bugs me about that is just I don't know. It just it just feels like he's 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 there and he's sort of, you know, prances about the place a wee bit and he's you know, he's he's got this kind of body language which just kind I of thought, bugs. I thought just we, kind... I thought we were signing him as a striker. I thought, you know, a, a lot of his stats he was like he had I think behind Haaland it was the most touches in uh, the opposition box <clears throat> in the season or or like penalty box entries or something like that. He 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 led a lot of the, the stats to that. His 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 XG wasn't great in that he didn't get a lot a huge amount of chances. So his conversion weight wasn't wasn't great. But he was his build up was good. I think a lot of the underlying metrics of him as a centre forward were decent. And I thought we'd be signing him to be the focal point striker and that we'd use Gabriel Jesus more as a a wide option. And that, and we'd use Kai Havertz as someone to bring others in, and use him as like the plan B, the battering ram forward. And I thought against Man City that charity, that charity, that Community Shield game against Liverpool the other night, he did exactly that. He brought players in. You know, he was a great focal point. Okay, yeah, you you want your centre forward to score goals, and I agree with you. He does lack a bit of conviction, but I do. Mm. I did just. I really thought that we'd play him as a striker. He'd get his confidence going. And I thought he'd give us maybe 10 to 15 goals, but his link play would bring the others in around him. And Because I've often thought that, a bit like when Firmino was at Liverpool, you don't necessarily need your centre-forward to score all the goals if your wide players are, are smashing him in. And that's that's what I thought that Kai Havertz would be. But I didn't think he'd be... I didn't think we'd play him as a left eight, but obviously that's what we've tried to persist with. Yeah. I don't know. Just sometimes when... I... And obviously, like we alluded to this before, like last season, sometimes when I watch it, I'm just like, there's this kind of big granite jacker shaped hole. And I don't know what it is. Like, you well, know, this granite jacker is not there. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I know. That. I, do you know what? <laughs> the, granite jacker, yes, the, revision, the, like... the revisionism with granite jacker is ridiculous. But I will say is that he was the right. Like his his performances over the last eighteen months, he was so good. Yeah, so yeah. not but I having wouldn't call him... it. I wouldn't call it revisionism. Like he was a he was a dick. Like you know, he was play. He was a he was a dick of a player, and he was played in the wrong position. 
Arteta put him in the put him in the right position, and you know, Eventually. he started he started performing really well. And yeah, you know, no, he was brilliant. And I was... do feel like we missed that a little bit this season. I really do. Um, but again, yeah, I massively. said earlier, well, he, I also he... feel like we miss we miss parts. Well, it's just like we miss he players who are kind of. He was one of the best players in the league last yeah. season, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, there's no getting away from it. Xhaka was one of the best players in his the role that he did. I said that crush in the box that yeah, left definitely. eight. Yeah, he was one of the best players in the league. But do you know what? City have lost some great players. They lost flipping Ilkay Gundogan. Oh yeah, that's true. He was fucking phenomenal for them. Yeah, you know, it it, it happens. You you, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Funny yeah. though, because like a few weeks ago, it was oh, City haven't replaced Gundogan. And they haven't replaced Mares. They're not the same team anymore. Blah, 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 blah. A few weeks later, oh, they're definitely going to win the league. Uh, they're going to win 15 games straight. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Oh. I don't think City are better than they were. Like, I think they're a worse team than last season, for sure. They do miss Gundogan. And they haven't replaced it. I just think City have just got the firepower. And defensively, they, 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 he, Pep always does something where they click and Gvardiol seems to be coming into a bit of form. And seems to have, have, have given him something extra. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's because you're competing against two teams. I, as I said, I just go back to the thing. I just think we're just, I, we're just not, we're not clicking. And I just worry is that the players aren't as good as we thought they were. Well, I said, I, I don't think that's the case. Is it they're all in bad form? Well, you've got, it's got to be really unlucky that they're all in bad form together. So I think it's more than that. So I think it's the formation. I think we just, we just need to make a few tweaks with personnel, moving people 10 yards left or right or whatever. Like I said earlier on, get Gabriel Martinelli in front of goal. And then I think we need a, a confidence boost in win. And it will come flooding back. Ironically, the cup game against Liverpool, you know, if we'd have taken that scalp, got through to the next round, it would have bred a lot of confidence. And it's a shame. It's a shame that that, that didn't happen, but it's football, isn't it? 